Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus has got a toy for every good girl and good little boy. Santa's a great big bundle of joy when he's coming down the chimney down. When he's coming down the chimney down, he'll have a big fat pack upon his back, and lots of goodies for you and for me. So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick. Hanging on the Christmas tree, it's the holiday season. The holiday season. So hoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock. Don't forget to hang up your sock, 'cause just exactly at twelve o'clock he'll be coming down the chimney down. This is in the know for Friday, December three, the three hundred thirty-seventh day of twenty twenty-one. There are twenty-eight days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K one hundred five. We're on Litchfield's Country Station one hundred three nine, The Moose. We're live online at k one hundred five dot com. You can use the Apple or Android smartphone app, the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. We are on YouTube, we are on Twitter, and you'll uh, also use the hashtag in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Going to be a busy weekend sports-wise. Also going to be a busy weekend from a holiday standpoint. Lots to report on that, and we just get deeper into the holiday season. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even BlackRock. He's Sam Gormley, and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. That's right there by the high school, right? Just beyond it. That's right. Go around that curve. Before you get to Millwood, right? Yep. Go around the curve uh, beyond the high school and big sweeping curve to the right near downtown Black Rock. Uh-huh. So you were you were near there last night. Yeah, I could throw a rock. Uh, so you doing all right? Yeah, I think so. Ready to get lit? What am I getting lit for? Oh, we're getting lit up tonight. Uh, we got li- tree lighting ceremonies. Oh, and uh, I didn't know if something, if something was happening in Radcliffe that I wasn't aware of. That's where we're headed. No, no, uh, we're getting we're going to light up all over uh, all over the place. Uh, Clarkson light up tonight. Uh, Caneyville light up tonight, and you can do those in person. Uh, but the uh, Litchfield light up is going to be online. You can uh, you can celebrate that online, and then enjoy the lights all month long. And then uh, that paves the way. The parade tomorrow, Mary Grinchmas parade is tomorrow, and then um, new event on the square called uh, Shop the Square from 5 to 8 until t- uh, tomorrow. And um, I think the Grinch is going to be there. I think Santa's going to be there. 
Uh, 22 vendors are going to be there, and so it's going to be kind of a neat. They've it's all decorated nicely. It's, for what I've understood is it's kind of like that they're taking the, the vendor portion of the Fiddle and Fest and making it in December, right? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, don't try and drive around the square tomorrow afternoon. You'll have, uh, I think yeah. after 2 o'clock, I think traffic's going to be disrupted. As someone who has to go uh, through the square at that point around tomorrow that afternoon, and I, I read that. And okay. I was like, Ooh. If you don't know all the back streets, Sam, yet, I, let I'm me know. I mean, you've been around to, here long enough. I'm going to have to figure all those out. i got to... So, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm usually. I found my way to get there. That's the way I'm going to go. <laughs> get ready to. Uh, by the way, I had to go through Brownsville the other day, and it pays to be married to somebody from Brownsville or from Edmondson County because uh, I knew the shortcuts around when I was going around parade traffic too. So. Oh, see, I would have no idea. I I would have oh, been yeah. stuck. There's a shortcut without. Uh, there's a shortcut. Now there's a limited number of. Shortcuts, I was going to say, how do you but... get over the river? <laughs> um. The that's the long way. <laughs> that, that's the ferry, a, that's right? problematic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and in addition to everyone getting lit <laughs> this evening, uh, Frankfurt will get lit as well. The uh, state capitol lighting ceremony is this evening. So I would imagine there are light up ceremonies probably in lots of towns and boroughs and burgs this weekend. So in including to uh, right here in good old uh, Grayson County, old Twin Lakes area, the forecast, another warm day before the weather gets active. We're going to see dry tomorrow, a little bit cooler, probably about in a 10, 11 degree temperature swing from today to tomorrow. Then there will be some heavy pockets of rain on Sunday Going to turn into more uh, active weather pattern on in pieces first and then more organized by the late afternoon or evening on Sunday. So mostly sunny 70 today, partly cloudy 44 tonight, partly cloudy and 56. So I'm doing the old vest with short sleeves the last couple of days. In the morning, I go, ooh, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. And in the evening, I go, ooh, why did I do this? But at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I say, I'm so glad I did this. But Yeah, see, I haven't broken out the sweaters usually for <laughs> basketball. This, usually first week of the season, I have to wear sweaters. This will probably be one of the final days that I get to do the old uh, short sleeve shirt under the trying to keep the old core warm. By the way, before we get into other headlines, uh, your help is needed if you'd like to volunteer and uh, and and work out your elbow and your wrist a lot by ringing a bell for the Salvation Army between now and Christmas. Uh, Tracy Dennison, the coordinator of the uh, Salvation Army effort here locally, says it only takes 12 people working a two-hour shift to keep the bells ringing from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. each day. And a Saturday in Grayson County can generate about $1,500 a day oh, wow. if you'll get out there and ring. So there are a couple of locations that uh, you can be posted at and get out there and just spread some holiday cheer and ring those bells. You can, uh, if you're interested in becoming a um, a, a volunteer, Tracy can be reached uh, at uh, 589-1991. Five eight nine nineteen ninety one. Ring those bells. I wonder. I would need to. I would need to do some type of. I would have to turn it into some type band out there. Music, you know, and and with the you know some nice rhythms and play some songs. Be all right. It can be. It can be because it's not fun if you just sit there and just do a, you know. 120 beats a minute. I would have to make a game out of it in some way. Uh, also, uh, hallelujah, the government's not going to shut down at midnight. Uh, we were probably all really worried about that. The Senate passed a stopgap spending bill yesterday to avoid a short-term shutdown and funds the federal government through February 18th. 
also known as can kicking. They just kicked the can. I honestly didn't even know that that was a possibility. Down the road. Well, the, it happens so often that oh, shut down. Maybe a shutdown. Oh, we came to a we came to an agreement. Yeah, for thirty days or for sixty days, or they're just delaying the inevitable. Eventually, somebody's going to have to make some difficult decisions. It's just a matter of who it's going to be. Governor Bashir says yesterday that sixty percent of all Kentuckians have received at least one dose of a COVID nineteen vaccine. So six in ten. Of all Kentuckians, so all, I guess that's five up because that's uh, that's the group that's eligible. But 72% of Kentuckians 18 and older have been vaccinated. So that's, uh, you know, not a bad number. I don't think Grayson County's number is that good, but at least it wasn't a couple of weeks ago when we uh, last talked with uh, with Josh. In other headlines today, Morgantown woman is wanted for shooting a man in the face in Ohio County has been arrested in Grayson County. Morgantown woman wanted for shooting a man in Ohio County has been arrested by the Grayson County Sheriff's Office and LPD. The investigation into the location of 29-year-old Chastity Clopton of uh, led uh, Grayson County Deputies Franklin and Owens and LPD Detective Smith and Officer Newton to a location here in the county early on Tuesday. At the scene, they found and arrested Clopton. She was initially lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center but has been transferred to the Christian County Detention Center and being held on a probation violation. So she's accused of shooting 47-year-old Michael Miller of Morgantown in the face in Horse Branch in February of 2019. So has been uh, been located and remanded into custody. Kentucky is going to receive, I guess Kentucky has already received, $18 million in federal aid to help households that have fallen behind on paying their water bills and face disconnection of service or have already been disconnected. The funding, which totals a little over $18 million, comes from the federal uh, LIHEAP program. Uh, This is actually LIWAP. We know LIHEAP. LIHEAP is the heating assistance program. This is the low-income household water assistance program, and Kentuckians can now apply for aid. So just uh, Google low-income household water assistance program, and you'll find where you need to go to uh, give your zip code, and then you'll be routed there on where you need to go. There are um, there are a large segment of people who have probably moved on from whatever disruptions they experienced in 2020 when – we either weren't working all the time or there were furloughs or whatever there might have been. And then there is another large section of people that are probably easily overlooked where they weren't, because of uh, uh, eviction moratorium, their rent payments were compounding because they were not able to pay rent for whatever reason. And digging themselves out from underneath that, my guess would be, a challenge. And I know there are assistance programs to try and help. Even though moratoriums have been lifted and business has returned to normal, there's still an accumulated arrearage for a lot of people that uh, didn't make rent. You got to have water, too. Yeah. And so you got to have that. So there are these other, I call them transitionary programs that kind of help give a lifeline over a more elongated period of time. For people who maybe are uh, 
less advantaged economically and try to give them a roadmap to getting somehow back to what normal looked like in February of 2019. I mean, our world has forever changed, but your circumstance, you probably didn't suddenly just become, you know, financially successful over the last couple of years through this. It's, but it's more of a return of what did life look like before and how do I, how do I get back to that point? So lots of options out there for people. If you'll uh, just take the time to to look. Kentucky education officials have approved a proposal that would add more limits on the use of corporal punishment in schools where it is still allowed. The Kentucky Board of Education passed a proposed administrative regulation on Wednesday that would make students with disabilities, those who are uh, homeless, and those who are experiencing the foster care system exempt from corporal punishment and limit its use on the other students. Current state law permits the use of physical force by a teacher or other caregiver if they believe that the task, the force used is necessary to promote the welfare of a minor or mentally disabled person. Most Kentucky schools no longer allow physical force to, to be used for discipline. More than 150 school districts uh, prohibit it, four permit it, and 11 have no clear policy. So this is a move by the Kentucky Department of Education to encourage those with no policy or those with a uh, wide open limits to take the steps necessary to removing it as well to join the ranks of the other 150. Did you hear the conversation about this on on Kentucky Sports Radio yesterday? I did. I've I've followed it uh, the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it came up on the show two days ago here for the first time, and then uh, we took kind of more a statewide statewide you know assessment from people from various portions of the state. What did you take from what you heard? I was I was very similar to, to Matt Jones in there, where he sent out the poll. Mm-hmm. to people to to text into him on, on what they thought and i was shocked that like 60 60. 65% or whatever it was he said were in mm-hmm. favor i would i mean and i know i don't know if that's like a generational thing that uh you know I just don't know. I just can't, there, I can't I can't wrap my brain around why that should be a thing. You know, that was an interesting dichotomy that they have on that on Kentucky Sports Radio, which by the way you can hear right after our show uh, at the top of the hour on 1039 the Moose. Uh one thing that was a major takeaway from me that I think is worth hearing is that perspective changes on many things once you have your own children. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing in Matt's case why he's surprised is that he doesn't yet have children. And I think that's one reason that he is less likely to have. He's got a very, he has a very specific thought process on it as you do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I was trying to put myself in the, if I had a, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I just, I, I don't know. I just can't wrap my brain around me wanting someone else to, to, you know, spank a child, there, my own child. There are, uh, and, and not just on this issue. I know this issue gets wrapped up in them, but this issue aside, I'm just telling you that there are many people, including the lady that normally sits over there, including self, that before you have children, you say, oh, I'll never, or I won't, or when I'm a parent, but then it becomes a reality and you go, huh, okay, when, so now I understand some of this a little more. When you were at the high school, was Spank, uh, paddling a thing? Yes, absolutely was, was. Yes, yeah. And I did receive a paddling in high school. Oh, no. Yes, one of two in my one of two in my career. Oh, and um, so one did you of, deserve it? One of them I earned, and one of them I did not. The one in oh. elementary school I did not actually. Oh. So it was a, um, but it was one of those. You know, it served as a deterrent. Um, but 
I can see where I also buy the argument that once, if you get paddled at school one time, does that set you on the narrow way, you know, on the right way for the rest of your life? It's like, well, no, you've usually got repeat, you know, frequent flyers to that program. I I thought somebody called in and gave a really good point in saying, uh, as a kid, if you had to choose between getting a a spanking or being grounded for X amount of days, Mm -hmm. you would prefer the spanking because the spanking would hurt for 45 minutes or, you know, if it was a bad one or whatever, where your grounding would hurt for however long you Mm -hmm. would be grounded for. Yeah. And I thought that was a fair point. And the rule was, if you got it at school, you got it at home. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was just the the way that it went. Uh, There was one other element that I thought that was, there was some element to that discussion yesterday that I thought was, um, it makes it hard for non-parents to understand. It was the gentleman who called and said that if you're a single parent and you're given a choice of having to take a day off from work because your kid has been kicked out of school or they can be paddled, what would you choose? And I noticed, you know, Matt said, well, what's that have to do with anything? Well, it, he talked about it being a matter of convenience about your schedule. No, it's about the lost wages from the day. You know, it, parents get into this rock and a hard place decision making uh, uh, sometimes. And so I'm just saying that when your perspective changes, you suddenly look at things and go, uh, the devil's in the details here. I don't want to make this choice, but I might have to. To play devil's advocate to that, then, I think it just means that we need to completely relook at punishment in schools regardless and saying, does suspension really help? Right. Is it a good thing? Because I don't know that suspension – I mean, there are certain instances where suspension is a good thing. But for a lot of things, suspension is in a way a reward for kids. Yeah. Yeah, I get <laughs> Guess to go what? home for the day. You yeah. don't have to go to school today. Exactly That's why right. I kind of like the in-school suspension route. But then again, that needs help because in a lot of in-school suspensions, I know this because one of my classrooms in my high school, we'd walk right past the room and look in and all the kids would be sitting in there on their cell phones. So it's like, congrats, you get to go to school and sit on your phone all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, taking away the conveniences is probably about the only the old fear of missing out. I was say, this this right here, you take this motivator. away, you know the cell phone. That's mm. when you're going to start winning. Yeah, yeah, it makes a it makes a big difference. I I just found it very interesting though because it's an it's an issue that impacts a lot of people, and then you go through seasons of life where you are or you, you know like I am probably in my twenties was more in favor of it than I am now, but yet I never used it as a parenting tool except for one time. Well, because they brought up the point of that they were sending home the letter. Like, would you have signed that to have them do it? And I was like, I... Right. And I almost was going to ask my mom if she would have, but my mom being an educator, I don't I don't know what she would have said. Yeah, she has a real Sophie's Choice in uh-huh. this case, too. Being an educator. She wants to be pro-educator, but she also mm-hmm. wants to be pro, you know, and she wants to be guess, pro-Sam. My guess is is that she would not have. Yeah. Probably so. But I, I, the, the overall thing here is what the takeaway is this. The Kentucky Department of Education is saying to these schools who have not prohibited it, take steps toward prohibiting it. And yeah, we're starting it first by protecting the vulnerable. The four districts, I think, were deep eastern Kentucky, yeah, like Clay County. And- which, you, you know, which you would expect would be, would be my guess. Uh, it's going to be odd. There's no U.K. basketball and no U.K. football this weekend. Got the toppers though. Um, tomorrow, I'll be watching and paying attention to the SEC conference championship game, which some I heard a good argument this morning that it's the equivalent of the national championship game for Georgia 
because some people would say Alabama is the only team that can possibly, of the teams that are going to be in the playoff, Alabama is the only team that has a chance to beat Georgia. But if Georgia can send Alabama away in the conference championship game, then they're out of the point. they're out of the point. playoff picture. I get that point. So there's a lot on the line for the dogs tonight mm-hmm. or tomorrow. Um, yeah, because I don't. Uh, Georgia is far and away the best team I've seen this year. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Georgia has the best team they've ever had, even yeah, though they won a national Jordan championship. Jordan Davis, that defensive lineman, is not a human. <laughs> I mean, 6'6", six, six, like 350. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the U.K. basketball team plays again on Tuesday. They'll play Southern. Uh, Southern. And, you know uh, who their coach is, right? Yeah, um, Woods. Sean Woods. Yeah, yeah. Sean Woods. Mm-hmm. And then, But tonight, uh, all eyes on the Conference USA uh, Championship. Um. The um, these two teams, Western and UTSA, games playing, being played in San Antonio. They met already this season, and uh, UTSA owns a victory over the Tops. Do you think the Tops are able to avenge the yes. earlier season loss? Yes, because UTSA yeah. lost last week, and then they won on a fluke play the week before that. Uh, WKU played what I think is maybe their best half of football in the. I mean, in a long time, last week against Marshall. The road trip does worry me just a little bit because that's uh, that's a hike. Yeah. I mean that that's that's a long long. I know that they fly, but I'm a little upset that I I thought that they usually the conference USA championship game is a Saturday at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited that I was going to get the chance to watch it until I learned no, it's Friday night when yeah, I'm it's doing tonight basketball. six o'clock Central Time. It'll be on the CBS Sports Network uh, activity in Cougar Gym last night. Central Harden and the Cougars real nail biter last night, it Sam. Is- Good game, good game. Central Harden wins, though, on a shot with about one second left. Uh, they hit a three-pointer, 43-40. to 40. The Cougars tried to call timeout. Probably should have been granted it. But regardless, <laughs> let's say they get the timeout with .8 seconds. They'd have to throw a heave up at the buzzer to tie. You know, does that happen? Probably not. Uh, Central Harden, the kid, just he just hit a great shot. I mean, yeah. just, just tip your cap. Well, and you got it. They really, I will say this, the Bruins managed their final possession really well. They, they called, did. burned a couple of timeouts, you know, be like, okay, and, let's make sure we know what we're doing here. And so they, they did you know, a pretty good job. Coach Johnston, Travis, Coach Travis Johnston, got to mm-hmm. make sure I'm specific on that now. Uh, he said after the game that he thinks that's one of the best teams in the fifth region. And, you know, they lost – yeah, lost it on a buzzer beater first week of the season. So made the old classic, you. made the old classic Johnston coaching lineage move though. Keep the score in the forties, and you got a chance. <laughs> we'll see his <laughs> his stat though is in games where they score sixty points. Travis Johnston is twenty three and one. Awesome. So I told uh, him, you know, so score what, sixty. What do you got tonight? You're at North Harden. Lady Cougars at North Harden. So we get Todd Johnston, and then the Lady Cougars host John Harden tomorrow. So we get we're having like the it's the seventeenth district week, I guess. <laughs> It's the old Johnston and Johnston routine. It is a law firm, isn't it? Cougar coaching, yeah. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Dome. Holly ponies and crisp apple strudel. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby Today is Roof Over Your Head Day. Good to have one, especially when it rains on Sunday. Be thankful, even more thankful for one. Uh, by the way, since I was teasing about it being about people getting lit mm-hmm. with our light-up ceremonies this evening, it is Bartender Appreciation Day, so oh, <laughs> in case you need out. to know. It's Homemade Gift Day today. 
It is green bean casserole day today. You don't like green bean casserole, do you? If it were the only casserole on the table, I'd probably eat it. Uh, I, I like green beans, and I guess I like My a lot of casseroles. With the uh, French onions on top? Yeah, I like actually like uh, broccoli casserole a little bit better. It's, uh, See, green, very, bean, green bean casserole can be a little too soupy for me, man. and I don't want it to be soupy. I, I need it to be firm. I like bro- broccoli, but I'm very picky on how it's done. Like, if it's done right, I, I could eat. You could bring me an entire bowl, and I'd eat the entire thing. Got it. Tomorrow is uh, uh, cookie day. Just any cookie or any cookie, you, your choice. Just do cookies tomorrow, and tomorrow is also Santa's list day. Remember, it's the day. So apparently, the big decision is made tomorrow, according to Santa. That's one of the reasons he'll be around. He's going to be around these parts uh, this evening. He'll also be around tomorrow, and it's going to be a chance for kids and kids at heart. To make their one final plea to Santa, hey, I deserve to be on the nice list, not the naughty list. But, kind of odd, a survey says one in four people say they belong on the naughty list Hmm. this year. Why? 25%. Uh, naughty or nice Americans still have an eye on the holiday prize, although a quarter of Americans admit they belong on the naughty list this holiday season. A new study reveals that four in five believe they should be showered with gifts this year anyway. That's not how it works. You get on the naughty list, no joy for you. You don't You don't get to be naughty and then mm-hmm. say, I still deserve. Mm-hmm. This, you get coal in your stocking, that's right? That's right. That's not how this works. So I, I don't know whose house you were raised in, but that's just not that's not how you clock it. So 2,000 people were surveyed. Maybe they maybe they surveyed the wrong 2,000 people. Yeah, where'd they go? You know, we're, Surely not around here because we know how to did, do it around here. We know the drill. Did they go to Morgantown? We know how to, I think they might have gone <laughs> further than that, but, but possible. Uh, I kid. Sam, can you read a map? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love, I'm very, geographically, I am, that is my strong suit. My mom will tell the story that I led my grand, or my grandparents to the airport from my house when I was like five years old. Okay. Are you using a paper map? No, but, well, okay. but based on pure memory. Okay. Recall. So, yes. d- uh, general directional sense. Yes. Or using landmarks. Yes. Yeah. Places that you remember. All right. Very good. Uh, when my little brother, who has been driving now for three years, I'm still sure could get to the airport without a GPS. <laughs> could he get to the airport with a map? I don't know. I don't know. I Maybe the one at maybe CVG, the Northern Kentucky Airport. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's not the Cincinnati Airport. It's the Northern Kentucky Airport. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Learning how to read maps is a lost skill for kids today. Deemed and antiquated and unnecessary by some as a result of GPS maps with digital voices that inform users where to turn and how. Maps do not seem to have a place for the average traveler. But while it may not be necessary for physical maps to be used when traveling short distances, the critical thinking and problem-solving skills acquired by learning to read them are used for much more than just reading a map. As such, kids still need to be taught to Read maps. Some of my earliest car trip memories are sitting in the back seat and finding the Rand McNally Atlas of having, you know, having 
we were on road trips, we were on vacation, and so my dad didn't travel anywhere without a, a map or an atlas, and so I could get the atlas out and sort of see where we were going and what the next town was and what roads intersected with what roads. And so I think it did teach things like spatial awareness. Uh, it teaches problem-solving skills, and reading maps can also help develop independence. Not the only ways to do that is is reading a map, but reading a map does help you achieve those three well, I think, things. I think, you know, an actual, like, road map, uh -huh. I'm not sure how important that is anymore. But I think which you can kind of get the best of both worlds, and it sounds silly, but, like, if you go to Disney World, can, can, you, can you get me from, what, Space Mountain to... Uh, I don't know. I've never been to Disney World, so mm -hmm. I can't. To, to Big Thunder. Sure. Space Mountain to Big Thunder. Can you get me there using this map kind of thing? And I think oh, that sure, kind yeah. of does yeah, the I same thing. I think mm -hmm. it does the same thing because if you can do that, if you give them a road map, I think they can theoretically figure out the way. So I am a hybrid person. Mm -hmm. I grew up with paper maps, but I now use digital maps. But I use digital maps like paper maps. So if I'm going somewhere, I will use Google Maps or Apple Maps and I will just load it up on where I am and I'll look at my like I'll zoom out and I'll see mm -hmm. I need to go to wherever it is. And then I start zooming in. I'm going to take this road out of town, okay? This is the way that I'm going to get to my destination. Now, once I do that, the little turn by turns through all the towns, I am using GPS guidance as a backup to make it easy in 800 feet turn left. But I have the underlying skill, though, the foundational ability to read a map. But I also can navigate, thanks to our transportation system, I can navigate pretty well without a map. If you know your general direction, north, south, east, and west, and you know that road numbers are numbered differently based upon the direction they travel, and you use general signage, you can do pretty well if you'll just pay attention. But what what many people who are learning to drive today are only learning is turn left, turn right, well, I, turn left, turn right. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to center for a, for a I think this was for a football game, and in, in Perryville, in Perryville, I guess is probably the, the way to say it. Home of Alyssa Ray? That's right. I forgot she yes. was from there. Uh -huh. They have a bridge that they were doing work on, and the bridge was shut down, and that's my pathway. Mm. And so I had to find another way, but it kept my direction. My GPS kept saying, go over the bridge. I'm like, I can't go over the bridge. There's no bridge to go over. So I had to, on my, I didn't use a paper map, but I used the map on the, on the app to kind of figure out my back way and go the back road. So right. I guess theoretically, I did use a map. There you go. Just, it was on my phone. Um, now it, it, my GPS and I were having wars because it mm. kept telling me go over the bridge, but here's where I will cut everyone some slack. Folding the map is hard for everyone. Mm -hmm. No matter your mm -hmm. age, no matter when you when, learned to when do I it. was a kid, I had a map in my room where I mapped all of the, uh, the colleges that were in college football. Mm -hmm. So then I could look and find where they all were. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. See, but yes, you're see. learning again, spatial awareness. Mm -hmm. You're learning general geography, et cetera. Uh, the Major League Baseball lockout is underway. Everything, uh, it's the first work stoppage since 94 95, 
but it's not the first uh, time they've had you know collective bargaining well, agreements or small wiped disruptions. Wiped all of the players' faces from the website. Yeah, that was one of the things that I found most interesting. So the there are, in essence, two kinds of labor stoppages. A strike is when the labor side, you know, players represented by their union in this instance, put a halt to operations. And then a lockout is when the management side, you know, the team owners in this instance, initiate the stoppage. So this is a lockout. This is not this is not a strike. Um, the collective bargaining agreement's not yet been agreed to, and the owners are unwilling to allow uh, the off season to proceed without one. And so we don't know how long it will last, but there's some speculation, Sam, that this could have a greater impact on the season than the COVID year. Oh yeah. That's what I know that the, the Reds beat writer for the athletic who's C Trent Rosecrans. He is the head of the baseball writers association. And I know that a year ago when, well, I guess it's been longer than that when they were going through all of the COVID, you know, when's this season going to start? He predicted, like I guess that was May, when they were starting to discuss when they could come back, that he predicted that this stoppage that we are in right now would last longer than the one that was in COVID. The 22 season? Correct. Like the 22 season. He said if they can't agree during the COVID year, how are they going to agree on this collective bargaining, which is a whole lot bigger than, a you know, is it going to be 60 games? Is it going to be 75 games? What is it going to be? Baseball needs to be careful, though. It's in a precarious position. It's already It's already losing eyeballs. Um, and attention because of pace and some of the other issues. They need to be very careful. Uh, they need to be careful here. If you alienate too many Listen, fans, they're eating up the season. The NFL is king, and you know you can't keep giving them eyeballs. Mm-hmm. The only big, the only other big difference is here's what could happen: is you're going to see a return of is it the USFL, the, the football XFL. league that's com- XFL is coming back, but they're kind of in a and bubble. the USFL is too. They're, they're I, kind I, of yeah. in a but like Birmingham is where uh-huh. all the teams USFL, are playing, yeah. but the teams are playing. The more spring sports there are, a vacuum created by the absence of baseball only allows other things to develop a root system that people might decide they like better because they like the pace or they like the. That's so why I think baseball completely dropped the ball last summer during COVID mm-hmm. because instead eyes went to NASCAR. Yeah. Now, I know I watched my first NASCAR race in years yeah. during the pandemic. Sure. Because it was something. It was it it, it was something and it wasn't nothing. And mm-hmm. there was uh it was weird to see without fans in the stands, mm-hmm. uh of course, but they were able to it run was races. Competition. They were doing Wednesday night races, they were doing like and I watched it was, some of those, it, yeah. was, it was it was good. So baseball better be better be better be careful. Gotta get to a break, we'll come back, got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Notes. Inventor of the waffle iron did not like waffles. Really? So I wonder what his or her motivation was. Well, I mean, you can use waffle iron for all kinds of things, can't you? I've well, seen people that put eggs in it. You've seen people put eggs uh-huh. in a waffle iron? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, you can make all kinds of things. I watched a video, I think, one time of things you can make in a waffle iron that are not waffles. 
Are you sure um, that's not like taking the tag off of a mattress? Like penalty by law? I like, don't know. I mean, it, aren't you uh, required by some statute suggest you have to use a waffle iron for waffles only? Do you uh, do you like waffles? Not really. See, I feel like the only time I ever have waffles is if I'm at a hotel. Yeah, me too. That's the only time. Or, well, and probably the same would be said, if they're shaped like a Mickey Mouse head, I might be more inclined to eat mm-hmm. one. And that's well, typically where they, I see They taste waffles. better that way, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just like eating a chocolate bunny, ears first. Mm, so he can't hear you coming? <laughs> well, you just, I mean, there's something about, you know. Eating the eating the ears that seems uh, somehow to make the the most sense, but so there you go. Uh, you can you can do more research on the waffle iron issue if you'd uh, like to. New at the cinema this weekend, Silent Night. It is a PG horror slash drama. A PG horror. That's what struck me as odd. A couple and their son are ready to welcome friends and family. For what promises to be a perfect Christmas gathering. Is, is this kind of like that they'll call Nightmare Before Christmas a horror movie? Probably. It's Kira Knightley and Matthew Good. So uh, Kira Knightley, Kira of course, Knightley. played uh, uh, Elizabeth Swan in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Well, no, it's it's not a, uh, well, 80% of Google users liked the movie. There you go. It's already out? Well, people have already seen it, I guess. Wow. Red uh, Rocket is an R-rated comedy drama. Mikey Saber is a washed-up movie star. Um, The types of movies that they used to keep in the red cage at the movie store. Mm -hmm. You know the type I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Who returns to his small Texas hometown, not that anyone really wants him back. Well, that sounds riveting. I can can only imagine how good that movie must be. You're going to pay the $20 on HBO Max? I'm probably going to pass on that one. Well, yeah, because you got to watch Lady Cougars tonight guess. anyways, right? I got that, and then I've got the final 10 minutes of Get Back to Watch because I fell asleep during the final 10 minutes. You've got the Conference Last USA night. Championship. Got you the got the Conference USA of... Championship. Got my mama's birthday dinner is tonight. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, by the way, I should say, I saw her not long after the show yesterday, and she, she pointed out um, that she got greetings on the show, but in particular, she mentioned that you issued her uh, birthday greetings as well. well yes. So well, you, happy, you got happy belated. You got called by name is my well, good. is my point. So you got credit in the old book there. So good. Extra, Plus one extra check mark by your name for yesterday. Uh, Lady Gaga says that she's grown a lot as an actress since appearing in The Sopranos as an extra. Well, I just watched The Sopranos over the last year. But I didn't know that Stephanie Germanata, or whatever her real name is, mm-hmm. I didn't realize she was in it. Well, I've never seen her in A Star is Born. I haven't seen that the new movie yet, but I heard she was really good in that. She did an excellent job in it, and I think that I mean, she's she extremely can, talented, and she I can like sing, her. I mean, she can sing. There were some weird things that I did catch in Sopranos going back now, seeing people who are really major stars now that weren't then to spot them and go, look at that, you know, hey, but I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling she didn't look then like I know her to look mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And she's basically sitting right next to so, you when I look at her on the screen. Is this same story in 15 years? Are we going to have the same thing but just replace Dennis Cook? Pretty, pretty in, much. In the headline? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, one day she's named PETA's Person of the Year. The next day, Billie Eilish ditches her blonde hair 
and goes back to black. So for those of you scoring at home in the Billie Eilish what color is her hair category. Are you going to do which this I same know thing there with are your numerous, hair? I'm thinking about growing out bangs like that. I probably won't color mine. Well, see, I think you could pull off the dark, the dark black. I, I don't know. I think that, you know, the kind of the gray that's developing kind of maybe makes me look like well, I so have some wisdom. Like the, you can do like speckles of gray in it. Yeah, I could. Uh, but but the bangs is really what I'm after. Uh-huh. So I'm going to I'm going to go with the bangs look and I think that'll be a solid look that I can rock. Uh, the viral story of the grandma who invited the stranger to Thanksgiving because of a mixed up yeah, text. Yeah, I love this. Is like becoming, six years or something? Yeah, becoming a net. We told you two weeks ago that their tradition was continuing, but now it's being made into a movie. Netflix has picked I up like the that. rights, and they will be. It's a film titled The Thanksgiving Text. So you'll be able to. Uh, I don't know that there's enough there to make a movie out of it, but uh, I it like it. Seems a little odd to me. Like I like the. It's a good story though. There's no doubt about that. I didn't know if it had the shelf life or not. And then uh, the big ragu, Eddie Mecca, who played Carmine Ragusa on Laverne and Shirley. He was the big ragu. They can. Uh, they referred to him. Has gone on in at age 69. That was his most famous role, was playing Carmine, the big ragu on Laverne and Shirley. So rest in peace. Eddie Mecca goes on in. Got to get to a break. We'll come back and finish it up for the week here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. Isn't it weird how a man walking around with a crowbar is way more suspicious than a man walking around with three crowbars? Yes, that is. That is. <laughs> you see a guy with one crowbar, you think, "What's that guy up to?" You see a guy with three crowbars, you say, "Hey, a crowbar salesman." Or this guy, did, owns did you, a, this guy owns a crowbar store. Did you see this uh, downtown Caneyville or something recently? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. By the way, I did see yesterday the infamous trailer that got wedged in the intersection. Oh, it's still sitting there? S- saw it yesterday. Well, it's not sitting there, but uh-huh. it's It's nearby. So, Well, at least it's uh, got on wedge, right? <laughs> they might be, we want, during the light-up ceremony, they may be charging tickets to tour it. <laughs> like, come on over and see the mobile home that gets stuck in the intersection. <laughs> this is the biggest story in Caneyville uh, in a while, right? That's right. Uh, on the Hallmark Channel tonight, uh, I'm a little, un- I'm a little uncertain about this because it says an anonymous suitor sends Sarah, oh, a gift for each night of Hanukkah. Oh, so lots of questions already. Well, I. Uh, one Yukon Cornelius is listening this morning, so maybe he'll he'll be able to fill in the Does fill in the gaps. Sarah celebrate Hanukkah? I would think not, unless. And then who's this secret suitor? Ah, uh-huh. Dennis got some competition. It's on the Hallmark Channel. It's called Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. Hmm. Tomorrow night, NBC's first seasonal outing of It's a Wonderful Life, the Frank Capra classic. I usually reserve my viewing of it for Christmas Eve. It's the only time 
I will break away from watching A Christmas Story for 24 hours. I will usually watch a section of It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know how you watch that for 24 hours. Well, I do, except for the few minutes that I watch It's a Wonderful Life. And then on the Hallmark Channel tomorrow night, A Very Merry Bridesmaid. Also Saturday Night Live, the host is Rami Malek, and the musical guest is Young Thug. I I think that must be a rerun. I was going to say, wasn't Rami Malek on recently? Yes. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Because his and siblings think, were on there. That's and he right. did a good job, didn't he? Yeah, he's good. I, I enjoy. Celebrity Wheel of Fortune on Sunday on ABC. Something's coming. Uh, look at uh, West Side Story. And then on CBS on Sunday night, the 23rd annual A Home for the Holidays at the Grove. It's a special that spotlights uh, adoption. Oh, that's... You know, that homes the- and like... It's like... So get the old, I'm not crying, you're crying, yeah. ready, because... Somebody be cutting onions? Mm-hmm, yeah. Who's slicing onions in here? That's So that's... Uh, and don't forget uh, Cougar Basket, Lady Cougar Basketball tonight, across the platforms of K105, and uh, then also tomorrow. Correct. And uh, what, pregame about 640 tonight? 640 about, Central tonight, and, and about 610 tomorrow. tomorrow night. Okay, and then, you know... We'll, we'll, be paying and attention the to the Cougars again played home on Tuesday. Okay. All right. Very good. Against Apollo. And that game will be over on the Moose. Yes. Correct. Because, because of the UK Southern the game. All right. Today's highlight in history. This date in 1984, thousands of people died after a cloud of methyl isocyanate gas escaped from a pesticide plant operated by Union Carbide in India. What, what year was that? Uh, 1984. Hmm. In 1818, Illinois was admitted as the 21st state. In 1828, Andrew Jackson was elected president of the United States by the Electoral College. Um, the year the president before that was chosen by the Clown College. Hmm. That year they let the Electoral College uh, do it. 1979, 11 people were killed in a crush of fans at Riverfront Coliseum where the British rock group The Who was performing. Yeah, We talked about it recently with the uh, issue they had down in uh, Houston. Birthdays today. Ozzy Osbourne is 73. Ozzy. What do you get for the guy who's forgotten everything? <laughs> a bat, right? Daryl Hannah is 61. Julianne Moore is 61. Brendan Fraser is 53. Tiffany Haddish is 42. Jenna Dewan, formerly Jenna Dewan Tatum, is 41 today. Gone but not forgotten. Ferlin Husky in 1925. Andy Williams, who I opened up the show with today, is was born this date in 1927. Let's go to Chart Toppers. Elvis. You probably didn't know that. Love Me Tender. This is, I mean, By the way, Elvis Presley. Not to be confused with all the other famous. Costello? Elvi. Yeah. Another musician. Yes, that's true. It's not my favorite Elvis, but. Drags a little bit. Mm-hmm. Drags a little bit. Uh. I did enjoy in that third section of Get Back, there's a section in there where they experimented with the pacing, with the beats per minute of the actual song, Get Back. Mm -hmm. And it was weird to hear them speed it up and slow it down. And it still go back. That's not how it's done. You know, you're just going, get it back to the right tempo. That infamous. Has it been worth the time watching it? Uh, Absolutely. There are portions of it that I'm going to go back and watch. I was going to say, are you going to have to rewatch it in a couple Mm -hmm. weeks? I'll catch things that I missed the first time, I'm sure. 1965, the four seasons. And let's hang on. Hang on to what we got.
Uh, by the way, um, Mary Grinchmas is the theme for the parade. And for those of you that can't see my board, my board today is a uh, tip of the cap to the Grinch. I can I can get that. The Grinch gets a bad rap because he never hated Christmas. He just hated people. Uh-huh. And so I can understand. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, all of us kind of feel that. <laughs> the Grinch probably had it all figured out. And then Kung he realized food. he didn't really hate people. Well, that's right. His heart grew three sizes that day. Carl Douglas, Kung Fu Fighting, number one, 1971. Good old Jim Carrey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched again. I watched it December first uh, for the first time of the season. He, he does a good job in that role. Does he's just excellent job. He's in that just role. like uh, it's, it's eccentric. The right word. Even the yeah, even the section when Jim Carrey is playing the Grinch, imitating Ron Howard as the director of the movie, was really good. I haven't seen that one in a while. Billy Joel, nineteen eighty three. Wanted to watch Elf. I haven't gotten to see that yet. Oh, uh, yeah. I miss holiday season. By the way, I heard that they are going to try to uh, square peg, round hole, an Elf sequel. No. And, if it, and Jim Carrey, uh, and Will Ferrell says, no, if you put out an Elf sequel without, without him? Will Ferrell, yeah, no. I, like, there will be protests. I mean, who, who could, what, is John C. Riley going to play the baby? Yeah. Rhythm is the dancer. Snap, number one in 92. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not yeah. how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the remix, isn't it, Sam? <laughs> All right. Well, so our chart toppers are over for today. <laughs> it just broke. Mm-hmm. It's never done that before. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, happened well, at see, an, it's happened at an inopportune it, time. It, it just uh, hasn't happened at that inopportune time. It honestly couldn't have happened on a better song, though, because it almost <laughs> did kind of fit yeah, the... Like, uh, I've not heard that song in a while. Does it do that? All right. So uh, anyway, have a great weekend. I know there's going to be plenty to do. Uh, probably some Christmas celebrations already starting, like companies probably having parties or things to you know because it just turns into a real busy season but got basketball for you all weekend and uh, don't forget the light-up ceremonies tonight Clarkson Caneyville Litchfield is online uh, so you can stream that and participate but then once the lights are on in uh, Litchfield the city park all month long they're open that you can uh, tour and uh, then parade tomorrow goes remember north to south Fairgrounds to Southgate, opposite of the Labor Day Parade. So, That's a long parade. It's not as long as you might think. I'm just talking distance-wise. Yeah, but it's not Yeah, it's not as long as... Well, you're not the one walking in it, are you? I used to. Did you? Yeah, I've been in the parade many well, times. Well, didn't you have go-karts? Didn't you used to at some point? I thought I saw a picture that uh, somebody sent us a year or two ago of K-105 go-karts. Oh, uh, but I know what you're talking about, but no, not in the parade. Not in the parade? Not, and not me. I was not allowed oh. to have go-karts. I was wondering where those go-karts are and why I have not no been able to drive No motorcycles and no go-karts for me. No, that's, uh, no, not, not, not allowed. But anyway, going to be a big, uh, oh, I was going to tell you, the Christmas parade's easier because it's more downhill. That makes sense. So That makes sense. Flat yeah, that hill right there downhill. by the rain tracks, or by the railroad tracks, that's tough. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's definitely easier going down it. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Happiness is holding someone in your arms and knowing you hold the whole world. 
Happiness is holding someone in your arms and knowing you're holding the whole world. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB. Now you're in the know.